You're listening to How They Did It and Why, where we learn from the experiences of others. Okay, guys, so we have another really good episode today for you creatives, for you filmmakers, for you aspiring actors and actresses. This is going to be a great episode for you. Today, I'm actually going to be interviewing Danny Barker, and she is a filmmaker and she's made several really good films she's actually gone on to produce a series that was picked up by a major network so this is going to be a really interesting and fun interview for us so thank you so much Danny for being here yeah my pleasure I'm excited Awesome. So kind of the first question I like to ask everyone at some point during the interview but for you I'm just going to get like right into it what actually made you want to become a filmmaker Ah. <laughs> you know what it was? I think I've always struggled with depending on other people in terms of booking work. Mm. So just in terms of being an actor, it was never enough for me to rely on my agent and getting the call and getting the call back. So I think pretty early on, I, I made the move from doing theater mm-hmm. into film which was, I think a big influence of that was wanting to make some money. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make money in the theater. So I was like, if I really want to take this career seriously and make a decent living, then I should probably make the switch to film. Uh, and pretty quickly on, when I moved out to Toronto from the West Coast in Canada, I uh, just started dabbling in web videos that's when like mm-hmm. YouTube was starting to take off. So mm-hmm. I, I was just experimenting, making a lot of really crap videos. And <laughs> putting them Those on crap that. videos pay off, man. They worked yeah, it. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's bad. I've hidden so much content of mine off the web. And like some of it's still out there in places that I'm like, ah, get that off. <laughs> but yeah, I think I just, I, I was experimenting because YouTube was still new, it was exciting. Um, blogging was still new. And so mm-hmm. it, it allowed, it gave us a platform to try new things and kind of take our careers into our own hands. So through that, you know, I got to learn how to produce my own content, how to film my own content, how to direct myself in the content. Because as much as it would be awesome to bring in a full cast, that often requires money, time, energy. Mm. Whereas like, if you just use yourself, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I just, it just started from there. And then it just kind of, uh, I don't know, took off, I guess. And just right. went from like one web series to another, to another, to developing more ideas, to creating more content, to putting short films together. And then um, actually taking a break from the industry and then, kind of slowly like easing my way back in through doing a feature film and that was one in New York nice nice wow yeah that's it's it's (laughs) such like it's so encouraging to hear you say what you said about like transitioning and like not relying on like your agent to get stuff and everything and I mean this is just me here I'm just like I think really that's the way to go what you did because just getting an agent 
sometimes it's just not enough. I mean, I know people who have several and the agents, I mean, they're great. They're amazing. They really do their jobs. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there have been people who've just kind of gone from there and everything. But I think what a lot of people don't realize about the film industry, and this is just like real talk with me, I could be wrong, like whatever, is the people who are like wildly successful, like, you know, your A-list celebrities and all that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. they usually come from families that have been in the industry. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm willing to bet like 60% of them, you know, have like either their mom was an actress, their dad was an actor, or they're, you know, a film producer some way, somehow they've been in the industry. And so that's like their foot in. So and that, and that's, I mean, that's just it is what it is. That's not necessarily like to deter people from like doing it or whatever, because there have been people, um, the girl from um, what's the name of that film? Um, it's Mockingbird, Mockingjay. Oh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh, Hunger her. Games. Yeah. Like, I remember reading something on her. Like, she had never ha- had anyone in her family. So she's more so like a regular person like me or whomever. And, you know, she's now an A-list celebrity and all that. So Jennifer it's like. Lawrence? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, I think Probably, that's what yeah. I, I yeah. should know her name. I, <laughs> no, you're fine. But but, I, I'm terrible with actors' names, by the way. I should know actors' names. I'm like, uh, who? yeah okay okay yeah yeah (laughs) exactly exactly so yeah but she was one that like definitely like you know just kind of like you know you made her way through and everything but um so I think what you did the whole point of what I'm saying is the fact that you saw like hey I'm not getting where I want just from doing this old-fashioned way of just like relying on the agents and we're like I need to step onto the other side to like project and, and get faster like with my career I think that's the right thing to do because the more you are in the industry even if it's like behind the camera the more connections you're gonna make and you can like produce your own stuff get more eyes on you in more areas than one so that's definitely the way to go kudos for that kudos for that yeah thanks I I think back in the day too I mean it wasn't that long ago but let's say 2010 I think Mm -hmm. is when I started the web series and at that point I'd already dabbled in a bunch of different you know, web videos previously to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think <laughs> at that time I was much more willing to fail, yeah. which is a thing that I've had to practice a lot more now. I think, I don't know if it has to do with getting older and, and having more responsibilities in life or something. Mm-hmm. I was such a free spirit at that time. And I didn't care. I had no pressure on myself. It was, there was more of a hustle. I had more of a hustle. Mm-hmm. And in that there was more willingness to, to fail and be bad and just try again, get back up, try again. Don't overthink it. Just do it, put it out there. It's not received well. Oh, well do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's become increasingly harder now. I think honestly it was because I took a break from the industry and, and I left it. Okay. Okay. I completely left it. And that was really refreshing to just do something else entirely and that's that's when I was in New York doing dog walking which was awesome (laughs) that it I know lots of dog it's so fun oh my gosh it's so fun I get to play with one of my really good friends she has a dog walking business and we'll just like play with people's dogs like (laughs) yeah it's so good and like what a great break from this industry where there's so much pressure and competition and yeah it's challenging in a lot of ways so 
uh, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting trying to get that back. Like what does a hustle look like when you're trying to balance life and everything else? Right. So, um, Chris is actually a really good guy with that, who you interviewed, uh, who connected us. Chris Gaunt. He's awesome. Yeah. Chris is awesome. Shout out Chris Gaunt, man. Thank you for all that you do. He's awesome. But um, now we talking about hustling and you're saying you like left the industry and all this stuff. But truth be told, like you're killing the game right now. So we can out. We're not trying to like you're doing really, really good. And to kind of um, talk about my point a little bit further, guys, is you have a new film that is uh, coming out, right? It's still in production. Is that correct? Or is is it already out? It's in post. So it's, it's in we're just wrapping up post-production and looking to, I, we should have a completed film April. So another Sweet. month and a bit, probably. Girl, yeah. go right ahead. I mean, as a female business owner, female entrepreneur, female filmmaker, director, producer, all that jazz, that's what I'm talking about. And I think we need more of it in the industry. And thank you for just doing it. I'm really meeting some cool women, cool people. Um, so now guys, what I am doing is I am sharing, um, your page on WeFunder. And just for you guys that um, may not be familiar, WeFunder is like one of those crowdfunding sites, but it is more specific. Can you elaborate a little bit on like how WeFunder is like different than like, um, the other crowdfundings? Yeah. So WeFunder is the only one that I'm aware of that is an investor platform. Mm-hmm. And we chose to go this route because we had already gone to production twice. So we had basically split follow her up into three different productions in order to raise enough money to go shoot. And then the next year, raised another chunk of money, go shoot, mm-hmm. wrap on production and then raise post funds, Got which it. is daunting to split it up like that but it also enabled us to go shoot and get go to camera way sooner so because we already had investors involved and contracts and all that fun stuff we figured it would be best to continue that route instead of just being like you know donate money to us actually Mm -hmm. come in and be part of the team with us oh Uh, that's awesome you know join our little colony that's already put two and a half years into this project uh so yeah it, it 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 did, it served us really well in that regard. Wow, that is awesome. So yeah, WeFunder is definitely a place for, you know, um, finding actual investors. And with that said, guys, you know, you are going to have, you know, at the end of it, you know, those investors looking for that final product and, you know, really wanting to see, you know, how everything is going and how they're going to receive their return on their investment. So um on WeFunder. So I would encourage you guys to go to WeFunder slash follow her. And um, this is a page all about the film, which we're going to talk about now. I want to just kind of give them some information on the film. I know it's coming out soon, so you don't want to give any spoilers. And then we'll jump back on and talking about your funding process and things like that. But so give me kind of a little bit of info on what this film is about. Sure. So this film was, it's, it was loosely inspired by my experiences doing a, a web series called Survival. And Survival mm-hmm. was the one that was picked up by VH1 and then later TBS. Nice. So that, that show actually brought me to New York. Beautiful. And yeah, it was great. That was super fun. So in this, in this film, our heroine character, Jess Peters, has a live streaming show. So we've modernized it. 
we didn't have live streaming when I was doing survival. Right, right. But uh, uh, she's at this live streaming show and she responds to jobs and goes in with hidden cameras and films them. So like super oddball gigs, like being tied down and tickled for an hour, mm -hmm. which is one of the things that I had done in survival. And so in this particular story, she responds to a screenwriting job. Mm -hmm. and for $1,500 to write the ending of a film with this guy, Tom Brady. And when she meets Tom and he shows up and he's super attractive and not at all what she was expecting, mm -hmm. she goes back to his place to write this film. And when she does finally receive the script from him, she sees that she's actually the main character that he's written into the story and that mm -hmm. she's trapped in the house. And that the only way that she is getting out is if she can keep her character in the story alive. Mm. The character dies, she dies. So it's, a, it's wow. very much like a cat and mouse. And we don't really know what's real. Like, is he just messing with her? Does right. he actually know who she is? Is she actually trapped in the house? Uh, so it, it just becomes a game between them. Wow. Very interesting oh, story and very interesting script. I have to say, you know, Sometimes I really like to see things that are new and fresh, like a totally different like story that hasn't been told. And that is different. That yeah. is, and that's and I think that's why you have this success, too, with this, um, which we're going to talk about a little bit more, guys. So now let me make sure I'm actually reading your WeFunder correctly um, raised after WeFunder. You've raised three hundred and eighty thousand dollars for this film. Is that correct? So yeah, they, they <laughs> it's kind of confusing the way that they like breakdown. Yeah. So we raised we had actually raised, I don't know exactly, around 380 prior to WeFunder. So what we raised through WeFunder was 62,000, which actually exceeded our goal. We had hoped to raise 50,000. Nice. So 62 was amazing that is great great surprise i mean we i think we had an investor come in in the last minute who put in five thousand dollars so it's like you just don't know what's going to happen wow yeah so we had already raised um between 350 and 380 thousand mm -hmm. prior to we and then they just kind of like lumped that in with the sum total Got it. Got it. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, now, guys, I'm going to take a break from that again. Sorry to jump around on you guys here, but I just want to point out, and again, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can still like see I've got the, the screen up here, but, um, you know, it says join Emmy Award women winning filmmakers for this new social media horror movie. So, you know, just like what was described here, you know, it does have that kind of psychological slash, you know, a little bit of horror aspect aspect to it and then um i love the fact that you have your website here um it's follow her a feature film and i really would encourage you guys to go to her film's website again that's followherfilm.com and um it gives like information on your background it talks about you know your first web series um there's a whole bunch of um 
in magazine and newspaper article write-ups on Danny. Then um, you kind of go through the cast and those people who are involved. So we've got some really good actors and everything here. And then um, I actually um, scrolled down here and I saw that you actually had an award-winning casting director involved with this as well named Judy Henderson. And um, that's pretty cool. So you know that you're going to have like some people on board this project that are definitely like awesome actors and actresses as well so um yeah just lots of good you got an amazing cinematographer you know and some really talented people involved um on this film so i would definitely recommend you know going to this website and giving everything a great um look over now for the business standpoint, guys, because you know, here on the podcast, we do talk a lot about like businesses, how to grow a business. And for those of you who are in acting, you really do have to um, view your projects and your films as businesses. It's almost like a like a temporary business that's going to last, you know, through the pr- prior production, through the production, and then post-production. And it's going to be a business that will, if successful, get you, you know, continual income stream and that's really what the goal is so um now i have another question for you what was the process like you know from getting your team together of who was going to be involved with this and then of course you kind of told us how you settled on WeFunder. but how did you what did you do or what could you say to people that would really help them if they wanted to start a WeFunder to actually get investors like what would be your main tip to get investors on WeFunder? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I'm going through this again, actually, with uh, another film, a short film that I'm going to be directing. I'm working with a really good friend here in Vancouver on, and we're planning to do a crowdfund for that mm-hmm. project as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm having to go through a review all the tips and tricks that we learned for WeFunder. Uh, what I will say for WeFunder is that they have a really amazing network mm-hmm. of investors. And so if you do get all your ducks in a row and put in the work to really get your page in order Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and put in the time. Like we put a lot of time into that video. Mm -hmm. Um, I edited it. So nice myself putting the time in, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it was like, you know, making tweaks, sending it out, getting feedback, making those modifications, putting it out again. It just, it takes time. You just have to be willing to put in the time and then same goes for the page. So we found what was really helpful for us is we found some films that were similar. So we targeted specifically thriller films mm-hmm. and we looked at their WeFinder to see how they built their page. And then we just use that as a template and Got just it. modified things. So even like in the first eight bullet points of mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. you should invest in this film, a lot of that we took from other films and then we just tweaked it and made it our own. Right. Wow. And then you just kind of, you just go, you know, one thing after, it's just like one foot in front of the other. I think looking at the whole page can be really overwhelming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as, as someone wanting to do a crowdfund. And so you just take it one step at a time. Like, okay, today we're just going to tackle these few bullet points of why people should invest. Now we're going to build the team bios. And you can build a pitch deck. Um, I've found a really amazing template that I've started using for pitch decks, which I'm happy to share with people if they want to reach out. And if you build a pitch deck, then a lot of that information you'll just end up taking and putting into this page as well. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. 
So this is a lot of like copying and pasting and you want to put your film synopsis, you want to put your log line, um, information on the team, awards, it's just basically like any credentials that you have. Right. That will, you know, help help the project. Um, Sylvia, Sylvia Kaminer, who came on to direct Follow Her. Oh yes, my gosh. I see her right here. She is a two-time Emmy Award winning director and producer. So that's really good. To, I mean, truth be told too, it's good when you have this caliber of people on your projects. You know, she's oh, yeah. an Emmy Award winning director, you know. Fantastic. She elevated the project hugely. Like the wow. second she came on, she started just pulling in her people. And so she really brought the team together. Like that that's on her and I I hope I owe her everything for this. She has given a billion hours to this project unpaid. <laughs> wow. Ridiculous how much has gone into this. That is yeah. amazing. Now, what was it? So when did your path cross with Sylvia? So when did you guys actually link up? Uh, I had already done quite a few rewrites on the script by the time I met her, but it was probably a few months in. Okay. I was really delusional about the idea of making a film because I thought, <laughs> You know, the script's written. We're just going to shoot it next month. Unless it's pre-production is beginning now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> no, it's not. That took another year. <laughs> oh it was beginning. So it was constantly like me saying, I want to film it next month. And so by the time I had met Sylvia, then we immediately started fundraising, basically, like going to uh, our network of people. Also, I should tell you, too, one of the best things that I've learned about crowdfunding and WeFunder mm-hmm is to put together a list of people. Mm-hmm. So this is for anyone who's wanting to launch a crowdfund. Uh-huh. The thing, people couldn't stress this enough to us, put together an email list. So even if you just like, I went through my Facebook friends uh-huh. again and again, pulling names, being like, oh, I can go to that person. Mm. Oh, there's um, my aunt who, who might put in a hundred bucks. Let me go, let me ask her. Here's right. my cousin I haven't talked to in 10 years. Uh, <laughs> let <me> try. <laughs> let's see what happens and so you just put together a list of names because through that then you can start to see how many people you can go to and it, it just kind of cleans everything up in your head so it's i not love that yeah wow yeah because it can definitely get very overwhelming that is that is incredible and then of course you have yourself listed here as a writer producer and then um michael um i I know i'm gonna say his name wrong so i'll let you say his name and jn and jn um he is also an award-winning producer he's done you know 23 years in film so that's really that's really something too so did you maybe meet these at like a film festival or something were these producers that you already worked with oh no so so I met Sylvia through John Gallagher and John do you know who John Gallagher is no I probably should oh he's just like so John passed away last year so we just lost him and that that was really hard on us especially on Sylvia because she's she's really tight with John like he Mm -hmm. launched her career but I so I found John actually through a podcast film trooper and I reached out to them and I was like hey I want to make a movie I wrote and I need I don't know a producer I don't really know what they do I kind of know but like do you guys know someone (laughs) I mean I said it more eloquently than that but (laughs) right 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 I didn't know who I was even really asking for at first and John so they connected me to John and John 
was just so over the moon about the script. Like he was so excited about the project that he's like, I want to direct it. But because I was so gung-ho about wanting to shoot it in a month, I was like, no, sorry. I wanted to shoot it the following month and he was tied to another project at that time. Mm, So he wasn't available. So he said, well, since you want to do it so soon and I'm not available, let me connect you to Sylvia, who I've worked with for 25 plus years. And maybe she'll want to direct. And then Sylvia read the script and she was like, oh my God, I love this story. Yes, I need to direct this film. And then Sylvia had worked with Michael a bunch on her um, Emmy Award series with Samantha Brown. Uh Michael's been producing that with her. So she brought in Michael and then she brought in Luke Geisbuehler, our cinematographer. And I mean, Luke's been killing it. He just... um, he shot Borat and Borat 2 that just came out. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's awesome. He's great. So, yeah, these are all Sylvia's people that she kind of, you know, brought in she together to make a team. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is incredible. You know, I think that, you know, it just speaks to your writing ability that you were able to, like, write something, pitch it, and these high-level, you know, very successful producers were like, yes, I want to direct this. So that's incredibly encouraging because, you know, it just goes to show that if you're passionate about something and you do a really good job with writing it and then producing, you know, pitching it, you can really get those people that you would have never thought, you know, I mean, like you said, from your web series videos that now you're like, oh, you know, (laughs) I have content like that too. I'm like, get that out of here. Oh my God. (laughs) No one find that. But like, to where you are now, that is just incredible, man. You got to keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for what you do. It's very uh, encouraging. Yeah. Well, you know what? And the thing is, like, it didn't just happen overnight. Mm-hmm. I think is a thing to keep in mind for people who are new as right. well. Like, I wrote this script and it was not even close. The storyline was similar in that she was always responding to the screenwriting job. But, mm-hmm. oh my God, it was, it was so different back then. It was about conspiracy theories and mm. it just wasn't, it had no social media aspects to it at all. All mm. of that came through taking feedback from other people, mm. adapting it to the script, putting in the work, like days and days of work, finding Sylvia again, making huge modifications that she helped with a lot. Wow. Taking feedback from other people, like the cinematographer, like whoever on, on set. So it's just constantly changing. We're in post-production and it's still changing. Always changing. So it's, it started with me, but it very quickly became such a team effort and it always required so much work. (laughs) Like the work never stops. It's just continuing day after day after day. Yeah, you know, people don't realize like filmmaking is like, and I work on set behind the scenes. It is grueling, man. Like it is you are there. It's like camping out like it is is your life. Like you don't leave ever until they say cut at the end of the day. And no matter what that means, you know, I've been crawling outside through mud, like you name it. (laughs) So it's it people don't realize how hard it is and how much work is involved. And that's once the production actually happens. I feel like the bulk (laughs) of the work is getting the production actually together, like what you're doing from the, you know, creative back inside producing, getting the funding, all that stuff. It takes hours of 
unpaid work. So I kind of always tell people who are like, oh, you know, filmmakers, they just like make films and that's easy and that's not fair. I'm like, nah, they deserve what they get because they probably put in like six years worth of free work. Like they like they didn't get paid for, and so then they get you know their return on their time investment, you know. Exactly. So. And the the raising funds has always been, I think, the most difficult part. Yeah. Which, it's hard because it's vulnerable. You're asking people for money. You're asking close friends and family. They always say, at least it was suggested to me early on. I listened to a lot of podcasts, which were yeah, really yeah. helpful about filmmaking. I think things always would click in for me after I would listen to other filmmakers who were doing it. Mm. So I think that's been one of the most helpful things in my career. That's really like what clicked things in for this film. Right. But they, yeah, people, I remember people in podcasts suggesting go to your family and friends for funds until you've made it. You need to ask your personal network. And that's the hardest because, right. Oh my God. I, I can't even tell you how many times I was, pestering my family for money to <laughs> get money to this project years worth of pestering them oh my it's gosh terrible for them <laughs> well you know what i'm they're gonna be glad they're investing now because you this is this is gonna be big like this is gonna do the thing you know so they they're gonna be happy now that they have you in the family like okay i, I, I see where my money was going this is awesome that's great <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely the plan to make our money back and then some. So, and and I think it will do well because it is so timely and and relevant. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, it's it has a very high probability of doing well, uh, and it, especially because it's a commercial film too. Right, for sure, yeah. for sure. The commercial films, you guys, and it has that level of um suspense to it as well. So, I think those those films always do good, but. So guys, we have learned so much from Danny today. I mean, from how to get your project funded to how to network and really get those key people involved on your project to just simple, you know, how to use your personal network to really just when you're first starting out to really get things going. So, and I want to thank you, Danny, for saying that about reaching out to the personal network, because that is a lot of times some filmmakers I know, have, you know, gone to their parents and their parents. Parents have, you know, donated a substantial amount of money and things like that. So it really, it really is like the, the really the thing to do and how it works out for most people. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, oh, go ahead. No, that, 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 <laughs> at least in the beginning until you hit a certain level and then, and then you can branch out to your network, you know, like hopefully right. a film network of people. I just, I, cause I had taken a break too. I didn't really have a close network of people anymore. Mm -hmm. I lost it. So it was especially important to go to people like my family and friends. But yeah. Right, right. For sure. For sure. Um, so now we're going to be actually wrapping up the episode, Danny. So are there any just kind of last tidbits you'd like to leave with the listeners? Hmm. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. The thing I'm trying to remember now is you know, getting my feet wet in the directing world is as much as it's important to think about the big picture of the project to constantly just take the next step. Right. Because of that feeling of getting overwhelmed. Uh, there's just so many things to do. Uh, and especially on the directing end, like you're now pulling people in and 
again, fundraising. It's like the never ending fundraising. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's just a lot. There's so many moving parts to all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess just to be a good person, mm-hmm. communication has been everything. And I've, I've learned so much from Chris Gaunt again. To, to drop yeah. Uh, yeah he's he's just incredible he's such a role model in terms of like getting back to people right away and acknowledging what's happening and yeah just being a good person in it and not taking things personally yeah yeah especially because these are like our babies these are these projects are our babies it's really easy to take things personally and become reactive but like everyone's just there to help that's it and you can only learn from like things people say there's always an opportunity to learn something you know so wow exactly well I want to thank you so much for being here today on the podcast I have really enjoyed our conversation I have learned some things for myself as well and you've encouraged me a lot so thank you so much for that as well yeah thank you for having me it's so nice to talk to you <laughs> thank yeah, you so and I, much i really dig your podcast i think you're doing a great job oh thank you so much thank you yeah. so much i appreciate that <laughs> all right guys well i want to thank you so much for listening to how they did it and why have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode